Oh, my check, my check, my check, my check. <laughs> what was that? I have no idea. going on guys this is grapples to apples the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to the dreamcast do you remember it of course i remember the dreamcast do you remember how like Sega's last attempt at a, at a console at a console it was like the the hottest thing in the world and then like a week later it was like 40 bucks yeah because it flopped it was actually it was like it was ahead of its time it was the first console that tried to use internet connectivity to connect players, just the world wasn't ready for it yet. That, and there was only, like, four games. Yeah. It was, like, Virtual Fighter? Virtual Fighter, Sonic, um... I remember Virtual Fighter was, like, their big and only, like, no, there was real a, hitter. There was another uh, something Sonic or something. It was, like, a, a Japanese game. Okay. And nobody cares about the last game. Right. Oh, uh, uh Crazy Taxi. This is a game. That was a good game. I actually like it. I liked it. Anyway, anyway, you are listening to us <laughs> on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples Apples. That's Grapples, the number two. two. Apples, remember, if you don't like that SoundCloud, we are not on Dreamcast. But we <laughs> are on that Apple Podcast or that Google Play Music. doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you're listening. As usual, I am one of your hosts, the very sensual, the very tight, Mr. Sunglasses at night himself, your boy, Shades. Joined by my hetero life mate, as usual. Ill will the thrill, the poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, baby, that's who I is, because that's who I be, because that's who I is. It's cool, it's hot. It's hot. I'm drinking wine that's making me want to, like, die. We took a while opening that wine, and it was for not not good. It's killing me. Not good. We're not here to talk about wine right now, we're here to talk about some wrestling. Some non-WWE news, some WWE news, some Raw, some WNW, and maybe a little SmackDown? Yeah? No? We won't know <laughs> until we ring that bell. Alright, so let's talk about the world outside of WWE. Let's start with Kenny Omega. Will be defending his AAA mega title at Rey de Reyes, which is coming up, I believe, this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the only other. Michael Nakazawa is also going to be in the match. Michael Naka. Michael Naka. 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 Nakazawa. Um, Aerostar, who I don't know if people remember last year, they took that dive and looked like he was going to die, but he was fine. Um, but yeah, this is AAA's, I think, second biggest show of the year. So that'll be taking place. Chris Bay signs with Impact Wrestling. Apparently, this is a guy who was on the up and up and who AEW was actually looking at. And Impact was able to swoop in and sign him. I particularly don't know anything about Chris Bay. Uh, I've never heard of him. But apparently, he's he's got a high ceiling and he's got a lot of potential. And so he got scooped up. Now, let's talk about some juice. We had a bunch of big shows with some high stakes take over taking place over the last week or so. One includes Rev Pro's high stakes, 
and at so high. I see, I see what you did. Right, right, right. At high stakes, Will Osprey became the new British heavyweight champion. The Rev Pro British heavyweight. Champion. Yeah, I mean, there's. I don't think there's any other promotion that has a British heavyweight championship. We don't know that. Fine. Will Osprey became the Rev Pro British heavyweight champion, which, duh. <laughs> like, <laughs> duh. I mean, you can't go wrong with either ZSJ or right, Osprey. Right, but Osprey. Because Osprey. Mm, this makes me think now <clears throat> that ZSJ isn't going to be in a program with Moxley. Mm-hmm. Imagine ZSJ being the U.S. champion. That would be nice. That'd be interesting. Because if I'm not mistaken, he's never won a junior heavyweight championship there. ZSJ? Yeah. No, I think he was the never open weight, and the for New Japan, he's the only title he's ever held. So, I mean, the guy can go. Oh my God! For put, sure, put the uh, U.S. title on him. That'd be that'd be that'd be. That's interesting. Interesting. See, very interesting. Very interesting. Hmm. I wonder if New Japan holds him in that regard, because past U.S. champs include he's, Kenny. He's tapped out Tanahashi, so. True, but again, we're talking company with Kenny Omega, Jay White, Juice Robinson, uh, Lance Archer, Cody. Cody was U.S. champion. Mm, no. Yes. You sure about that? He beat Juice for it originally. No. I'm if I'm not mistaken, he's he's beaten Juice for it, or was that a different belt? Now you got me second-guessing myself. I don't remember. Kenny was the first. Yeah. Uh, Oh, no, you're right. He took it off of Juice. At Fighting Spirit Unleashed in California. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are right. My apologies. My bad. I do what I do what I do, baby. He was the only one I missed. So, yeah, we're talking about Kenny, J.Y., Juice, Cody, Moxley, and Archer. Does New Japan see ZSJ as on par with these wrestlers? I'll say this much. They put him in a IWGP Heavyweight Championship match versus Okada at Secure Genesis. Which you were? I was at. There you go. I was going to leave it out. I don't want to. No, you can't. I can't. Uh, you got to flex a little bit. <laughs> right, right? I don't want to flex. I don't want to flex. Um, so they did that. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe they could. Possible. Possibly. Possibly. It's a good, it's a good like, interesting swerve yeah. dynamic whatever you want to call it right nice change of pace thank you change of pace um also another title change which was humongous big that i was shocked that took place this morning this this morning our time yesterday that, evening uh, japan well, time t- yeah yes because they're 11 hours ahead so there would so be today t- evening yesterday hour time. <clears throat> whatever friday evening yes in friday japan. evening japan there you go uh, the Gorillas of Destiny, who were the were at the time the IWGP heavy tag team heavyweight tag team champions, or as far as I'm concerned, they just refer to them as the tag team championships, and the juniors have the junior heavyweight junior heavyweight tag. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I think it is the IWGP tag. There's the IWGP tag team championships and the IWGP junior tag team championships. Okay, I believe that's how it is. Anyway. G.O.D. dropped their championships to 
a team that is affectionately being referred to as the Golden Aces. Who, who, who that is? Well, Golden? Who's Golden? Who's ever been Golden? Who's part of the Golden Elite? Who's Golden Lovers? Golden. Kota? Ibushi? You can have, uh, you got one or two choices. You say Kenny? <laughs> or, or, or Kota. Right. And then... Part of the Golden Elite, you have the Bucks. True, know, true, you, true, you can, true. But none of them are in New Japan right now. Also, none of them were in the Golden Lovers. You gotta use process of elimination. And, 100%. Mm-hmm. And then, so we have the gold. All these aces. And we all know that New Japan only has one ace. And that ace is Hiroshi Tanahashi. I didn't even know this match was a thing. I mean, they were they were tag teaming with each other a lot. Well, not tag, you know, like a four man yeah, tags yeah. with uh, Tanahashi and Abushi and Finn Juice and stuff like that. So yeah, because we were talking about how like Abushi's kind of like a pseudo member of um. Not, it's not chaos. Not, I would say it's not chaos. All right, so uh, it has to be chaos. So the mm, only ones left. No, they're 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 called something else. There's it's Bullet Club, chaos. Excuse me, Bullet Club Chaos Zuki Goon. Um, and Lij, those are the four main factions. Uh, I don't know. I mean, clearly, they're not Bullet Club or Lij. Uh, to Gucci Japan. To Gucci Japan. Son of a building block. So <clears throat> yeah, they're part of uh <coughs> to Gucci Japan, uh Manabu, uh Ryuki Taguchi, mm-hmm. and then Finn Juice, and I don't think. Uh, Code is part of it, though. No, Coda wasn't, but he's been working a lot with them. Uh, so, yeah, so that's huge. Coda and, and Tanahashi as the tag team champions. I don't know where they're going with this, but they have my attention. I just think it's whack that G.O.D. dropped it to Finn Juice just to take it back from Finn Juice just and to less, drop it. Less, to, less than a month later. Exactly, because they got it on February 1st, and now they're dropping it within 21 days. Are we just padding stats for G.O.D.? They just need a transitional champion that they didn't think of before? Yeah. What, that, I'm, not, I'm not liking the flipping flopping with the, the tag team titles right now. Yeah, I mean... I understand you've, your you've tag division's kind of thinned three, out. Three championship changes, three title changes in Since in, in, a, in a one-month span, a month and a half. That's, that's, that's WWE-esque right there. Like I, understand, I understand their tag team division has suffered... Since you know of the, a lot of the departures, but figure something else out. I mean, yeah, and no, you have you still have you know. Remember, they they're trying to push the Nada as a single guy, so even though Sonata aren't doing much in the tag division right now. Yeah, but you could always put uh, Bushi and and Shingo Takagi together, or sure, uh, anybody from uh, Suzuki Goon. Okay, who who from Suzuki Goon? Minoru Suzuki and anybody else. I mean, they're... I don't know why they don't, like, pull from Chaos. You have plenty of guys that you could tag in there. Well, you have uh, Ishii and... ZSJ. Robbie Eagles. Robbie Eagles. ZSJ isn't part of Suzuki Goon. He's not, he's not Chaos. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. Whatever. Um, okay. Only one tag team left. Like, there, there shouldn't be this anemic. You I know? agree. I agree. He's got to do a better job of booking them. For sure. Now, some lesser big news, but some, some relevant news. Staying with New Japan, 
they've canceled some of their meet and greets and for issue and and they have issued event guidelines due to the coronavirus outbreak that's gone its way from China to Japan. Uh, according to their their guidelines, they're asking that if any fan feels even remotely ill to stay home. Mm-hmm. They're asking fans to all come wearing the, the surgical masks, and they're actually providing surgical masks as well as I believe um, like. Um, the antibacterial wipes and all that stuff. They're mm-hmm. providing them at events for fans, event staff, so on and so forth. They're really trying to, you know, do whatever they can. Disinfectant spray, I'm sorry. Uh, they're really trying to do everything they can to combat the coronavirus yeah. at these shows. You know, you're, you're locking in a room with 10,000 plus people. One person has it. That's an outbreak, you know, waiting to happen. Pandemic right there. Yeah. So... And lastly, a little bit of fun news. ABC's Blackish sitcom that stars Anthony Anderson, Tracy Ellis Ross, so on and so forth, uh, <laughs> decided that they were going to include some professional wrestling in their show. Yeah. But, so, but not... so, so, so what did they, what WWE reference did they use? Oh, nay, nay. Blackish is too cool for WWE. Oh. They went New Japan. Oh. And one of their clips. There's a scene with Anthony Anderson and his kids, and they're playing video games. He finds a hole in the wall, and when he asks what happens, his son goes, We're trying to recreate the classic Okada-Tanahashi match from Wrestle Kingdom. I went for the Rainmaker, and I accidentally put him through the wall. I nerded out. As a fan of Okada, and the the guy who screams Rainmaker every time that there's a Rainmaker, I was like, Hey, that's cool. Blackish, you're a cool kid. So I thought that was interesting. I thought that was fun. It's always good to see like non WWE wrestling references, you know. And what's great is they could have gone AEW, New Kid on the Block, North American promotion, but they went New Japan. Yeah, but they don't have enough like remember these things are, are not pre recorded, but they're like taped or um, Yeah, 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 sure. You know, they're recorded, like, you know, months, months in, advance. in advance. But it's still, I mean, it's really cool. Whoever owns on the writing staff that was like, let's shout out New Japan. Let's be accurate about it. Mm. Especially considering New Japan doesn't even have an American TV deal right now because of the access thing when they uh, bought Impact. Yeah. So, or when Anthem bought Impact and Access, and so now Impact is on Access, and they cut ties with New Japan because they said, hey... Work with Impact. New Japan was like, nope. And they said, okay, no more TV deal. So, okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. So, it's super cool for Wrestle Kingdom, for New Japan, rather, that they're mentioned on this mainstream American TV show without having an American TV deal. Mm-hmm. Because now, if you're a fan of Blackish and you're a fan of wrestling in general, you might be like, what's Ooh, what that? What is this Okada Tanahashi match at Wrestle Kingdom? What is this Rainmaker that he put his brother through the wall? Let me go to YouTube and check it out. Before you know it, you got more marks like us. Yeah, I mean, except uh, my brother put me into like New Japan. Say, like, hey, you got to watch this guy. He's super ripped. <laughs> he, he likes to wear paint to the ring. And I was like, oh, who's that? Fenton. Prince Devitt? Prince Devitt. Prince Devitt. The real rock and roller. Real rock and roller. God, no Japan. I can't wait for them to come to the garden again. <laughs> the 22nd, right? Of August? Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Date sounds familiar. Sounds interesting.
Sounds interesting. I will be screaming Rainmaker like I did last time there at the garden, where I stood in my row and just yelled it like an obnoxious idiot. <laughs> Didn't really enjoy that, but this is <laughs> my guy Jay White was on the uh, receiving end of said <laughs> dropping the bell. So and hopefully this time we don't show up late for Osprey's match. Well. We got there on time. I saw Osprey's match. You, on I the saw other most hand. of Osprey's match. I was getting merch. I'm wearing the merch on the show right now. Yeah, no, I, I didn't get merch. Could not get merch. Yeah, but I also it was your first to show at the Garden. I could see my not. man uh, Jeff Corn on the cob beat my man. Osprey. Yeah, man, Will Osprey. Yeah. In a tiny match. Anyway, Whatevs. Moving, moving on. on to some WWE news. WWE's got a documentary coming out soon. Hopefully, it's not to the same execution that the Ruthless Aggression <laughs> document, documentary. The docu-series. The docu-series. I thought it was going to be a one-off, maybe an hour, 45-minute documentary. Right. And it was too. not. Mm-mm. It is a docu-series airing new episodes after Raw. That's annoying. It is, because now I'm going to have to... I'm going to forget about it. Mm-hmm. They're going to go on with their episodes, and then six months down the line, I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. But FCW, Florida Championship Wrestling, was WWE's developmental after OVW, and then they transitioned into NXT. Well, yeah, FCW transitioned to NXT. Yeah, it was OVW. Mm-hmm. Then they... FCW. Well, yeah. And then NXT. OVW is its own promotion. They had an agreement with them. That contract was ended, but that, then in, FCW in the, in the turned into early, NXT. In the early uh, Ruthless Aggression era, mm. they used to have their OVW, OVW no, 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 yeah, to be no, there. I'm just saying that OVW was their own promotion that <laughs> WWE had a contract with. Mm. And then that contract, like, OVW still exists. I believe Al Snow owns it now. Yes. And so then FCW came about and FCW became NXT. So it's it's a little different the relationship with OVW versus FCW. Is a well, different. what I'm saying is that OVW was their development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm then sorry. their developmental transfer from OVW to F- FCW, FCW, then FCW, FCW to NXT. <laughs> um, they're coming out with a documentary coming rather soon next month on the WWE Network. Now you and I were discussing this before uh, off air. You're saying how. You are interested in this because a lot of vaulted stuff like uh, yeah. uh, early Roman, Roman Reigns and uh, Dean Ambrose, Tyler and Breeze, Tyler Breeze, John Moxley, uh, not Austin Aries, um, Sean Spears. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the Rosebud guy, Adam Rose. No. A- Adam Rose. Yeah. yeah, Adam Rose. I don't remember uh, something. Kruger is his, his name. Yeah. Didn't CM Punk go through SCW also? Mm. Oof. I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. No, I think he went from. He went straight to ECW. I think he had a couple matches on FCW, or he had like uh, dark matches on on Raw or SmackDown. Uh, I think he went straight from ROH to ECW. If I'm not mistaken, I mean I don't know. I don't I don't remember that. And, but then again, I wasn't watching FCW, so I don't really. Right. No, I think it was OVW. No, he, he went, went from to... OVW to ECW. ECW. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and OVW stuff would be fun to watch also because that's what you got Cena doing the um, the prototype stuff the prototype stuff and yeah. they show that on the uh, the ruthless aggression oh uh, uh, do they documentary yeah uh, yeah I mean they can do some OVW stuff also that'd be so cool yeah, if they if they can get the you got young to... Shelton Benjamin uh, Randy Orton Brock Lesnar Oof. yeah 
Exactly. That'd be pretty cool. That would be really cool, actually. 2000 to 2008 is when WWE had their their uh, <clears throat> agreement with OVW. So, yeah. A yeah. lot of yeah, guys yeah, have come yeah. to that. Oof. Anyway. That'd, that'd be really cool. Anyway, moving on. This has not been confirmed, but well, no official statement, technically, hasn't been um, released for these two potential WWE inductee Hall of Famers for the 2020 class. Because their 2020 class right now has... The first inductee was okay. Deservable. Deservable. Deservingly so. Second one, NWO. I didn't even mention it. The first one, Dave Batista. Obviously. No-brainer. NWO. Oh, no-brainer. Basically reinvented wrestling. And then... I'm jumping ahead now from SmackDown. We get the Bella sisters being inducted into the 2020 Hall of Fame. Now, upon initial reaction, I was not happy about this because I think we all agree the Bella twins aren't exactly the best wrestlers in the world. They're not. I mean, Nikki's gotten better, but she was still pretty bad. But at the same time, considering their significance, especially to where we are now... It was a Bella Twins match that started the whole Give Divas a Chance hashtag, mm-hmm. which then birthed the women's revolution. So with that being said, it's kind of like you can't really ignore it. Plus, Nikki's like accomplishments on paper do speak for themselves. She's a multi-time Divas champion. You kind of have to. I, I just don't... It's too soon. They're both retired. Okay. And the, the, who else are they get for this year? Well, there's talks about uh, the British Bulldog, David Boy Smith, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. being inducted into the Hall of Fame. This was mm-hmm. uh, spoken about from Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Mm-hmm. And Jushin Thunder Liger, who actually just retired this year. Mm-hmm. Again, no official announcement has been made for both of these men, but, I mean, you could... You could fill with more deserving people than the Bellas right now, you know? Do it when you don't have, like, really have anybody. They're also struggling with the iron top because they're both pregnant. uh, What's-her-face is engaged. It's like while the Breeze are still... The Bellas. While the Bellas are still... You can tell which one of them I actually respect. Um, While the Bellas are still somewhat in the public eye, why not pull the trigger? You know? You're going to do it anyway. Why not do it now? I, I just feel like... <clears throat> them going in before women... who China, who hasn't been put in... Oh, just, uh, oh. You know, by herself. Not part of DX, by herself. Sable, who deserves to go in for... Like, revolutionizing the, the valet and... The problem with thing. China is there's baggage there. Yeah. So it's not easy to put her in by herself. Yeah. So I understand why they're taking a while to do that. Although, you know, you'll let... Oh, never mind. Well, Sonny did that whole thing afterwards. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. They can't revoke... I mean, they can, but they're they not can, going yeah. to. It's like... E- the same way Manfred should revoke the championship for the Houston Astros, but... <coughs> it's none of my business. Can I continue? I'm sorry. You have... You have- Guys like Drew Carey in the whole of, in the, the, celebrity, the, the wing. celebrity wing and Donald Trump and all this 
like silliness. But you again, I know you can't have Owen Hardy because of his wife and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But people who are actually like deserving of being in the Hall of Fame aren't in the Hall of Fame yet. You talking about the Godfather's in? If you're not gonna take this podcast, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. And there's there's talks about putting JBL in. What? I mean, yeah, his wrestling god thing and the the, the billionaire thing or the millionaire thing was was a good heel thing like for three years of, of, was. of doing your job well. Chavo Guerrero deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I'll never get in. No. Never. Kerwin White deserves to be in. Stop. It's it's just, it's upsetting, you know? I, I feel like it's a BS that the Bells are getting in. Before Undertaker. Well, Taker's not retired He's not retired yet. yet. Yeah, I understand that. But still, you know? Before Taker. It's... It's it's, it's it makes me sad, cause the Hall of Fame used to mean something, and now you get people like Tory Wilson getting in. And, and yeah, Bill I thought Tory Wilson getting in was of course it's silly. For me, it's silly. I don't know. Moving on to some contract news. Sean Benjamin signs a multi-year, a new multi-year deal with the Ain't WWE. No stopping me now. Just to signs a contract just to stay off of TV. <laughs> Easiest paycheck in the world. Fact. WWE's ratings for Raw. Best ratings they've had of 2020, which is pretty good. They uh, did a 2.44. That was their average rating for the show. That was their average for the for the, for the year entire so far? episode. Oh, the, just that episode. Okay. Yeah. Their highest. During the entire show was a 2.67, which dropped in the third hour to a 2.08. That's, that's, that's a, a lot of people who said, man, forget this noise. That's, that's, that's a big drop. <laughs> that's so many people that said, forget this. That's an, e- that's an EDM bass drop right there? Yeah, <laughs> that is rough. That is rough. Speaking of rough... Way to segue to the next news story. Speaking of rough, this guy who he ain't gonna be able to keep up. I'm sorry, he ain't. Well, that's why he, that's why they paired these two together because he's gonna protect him and take care of him the entire match. You think he's gonna make him look bad? On no, in no way, shape, or form would he ever do anything to make him look bad. So it hasn't been actually announced yet, but there are major talks, almost finalized, that the Undertaker. Undertaker. Yeah, I was going to do a, a ten. I was waiting for you like, to do it. AJ Styles will be going one-on-one one on one at WrestleMania with The Undertaker. Why? Why? Here's why. <laughs> I don't get it. Why would you have AJ lose at WrestleMania to The Undertaker? Because AJ can protect Mark. But That's why. No, what they're doing now is they're trying to sell more tickets... Because WrestleMania in Tampa has not been doing well. Well, obviously team, so. that too. But I'm talking about in terms of pairing these two together. It's because who can who can take care of Mark better than than AJ? I can see the way this match ends too. I can see the way this match ends. A phenomenal so, forearm into a tombstone. Yeah, exactly. Duh. <laughs> obviously. <sighs> 
moving on. Or if a number four, I'm into a choke slam and then tombstone. Because AJ's upright. Yeah, he can catch him. Catch him, choke slam, slam, pick him up, tombstone. Whack. Samoa Joe suffers a concussion during a WWE commercial shoot. Shoot. This guy for like two cannot weeks. catch a break. No. He, he, he gets a wellness violation. Gets off of TV for a week or two. Comes Which back. apparently was fake. It was just an injury and someone spilled the wrong beans. Somebody dropped a ball on that. Yeah. So he gets hurt. Comes back. Gets hurt again during a commercial shoot. Yep. You hate to see it happen. <sighs> Poor Joe. Seth Rollins is right. It's like, hey, you can get partners, but they can't stay healthy enough. I remember Joe was hurt before. Mm-hmm. When this whole Seth Rollins angle started. That's why he came back as a face. Yeah. He was hurt, came back, got hurt, came back, got hurt. He's been hurt three times in the calendar year. Woof. But that is the WWE news. Not as spicy as the non-WWE news. But Mr. Thrill. Yo. Tell me about Raw. Raw was basically how to write really bad promos one-on-one. As taught by WWE. Featuring David Arquette. (laughs) And then there's like mini lessons. Like how to turn a who seemingly would be a badass face into a super corny, lame, jokey baby face who needs to do a countdown to his finisher. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. I hate the whole 3-2-1 Claymore kick. It doesn't need it. His whole promo was just so goofy and sticky and like, I'm awesome and I'm happy and Wrestlemania and let's all 3-2-1 Claymore he was like you want to point at the sign let's point at the sign together Claymore style 1-2-3 and they all point at the sign I was like what are you doing to Drew McIntyre how on earth am I supposed to take him seriously at least last year when Seth Rollins was doing the whole thing with Brock Lesnar he was like I need to take this seriously yeah this guy's smiling about, and the only time we got serious is when Paul Heyman came out, and then he beat MVP. Really, MVP? That's who. That's who we're serving him to get him ready for Brock. I, I, I know we talk about this all the time, and like the the lack of continuity, but the way he was booked on NXT was perfect. Mm-hmm. He was a face. But he wasn't a, a, you know, a smiley baby face. He was a badass, take no prisoner face. Why can't they just do that again? I don't get it. Because there needs to be jokes in every promo. Oh, man, every it's so face. bad. It's so bad. And, 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 and to, to continue down the path of making badasses look dumb, Becky comes out to do her promo, whatever, Becky's Becky. And then Baszler interrupts her on the screen. And Baszler's promo was written by a toddler. A toddler who just discovered curse words. And was like, Mommy, can I say one? Fine, sweetie. But use the one that means poopy. Okay, great. 
I've seen Blazer do promo work in NXT for three years now. She's been in NXT? Give or take, yeah. Always simple, concise. Straight to the point. Straight to the point. I'm going to choke you out. I'm going to put you to sleep. I'm going to beat your ass. I'm the I'm the toughest chicken. Very simple. I'm not going to bite you. Her message is always very simple. This was ramblings with references like, I'm going to take a bite out of the competition and you know that I have no problems doing that. It's like, what? Who's writing this? And then the big punctuation, she says the, the, the S word at the end of the promo. Oh, oh my God. That's how you're selling Shayna Baszler. You didn't you, you botched Royal Rumble and now you're botching her debut into the main roster. Classic WWE. <sighs> Vince is gonna Vince, man. It's I don't get it. I Vince, don't Vince get is it. gonna Vince. This is classic WWE. It's dude, they're Baszler's gonna ruin they're morning. gonna ruin McIntyre. They're ruining this Baszler uh Becky thing. It, it, it... But Baszler was so easy. It was so simple. It literally wrote itself. Especially with her back, with her background, which she, of course, she has to allude to, because she's gonna be in the elimination chamber match, which is obviously a foregone conclusion. But she's like, "What's the elimination chamber? It's a cage. I'm a cage fighter." But I was like, "Oh my god, oh, spoon feed the children, please." I really bad. Really, really bad writing. People have been talking about how Ro- how Raw's been getting better, and I, I'm sure if you look at like the main storylines with like Seth and his disciples and all that, yeah, that's actually pretty interesting to go with. Fine, yeah. But the writing is just so bad. I can't. I I can't take it. Maybe it's like one of those. It has to get really bad before it gets really good when Paul Heyman fully, like, takes over. I guess. I mean, there's rumors that he's going to start taking scripts away little by little and letting the wrestlers just, write, you know, do their own promos off the cuff. Don't know how much truth there is to that. I think it's a brilliant idea because that's how stars are made. It's only for certain wrestlers, though. I mean, you, you... So then you're not a star. If you can't, it's part of the gig. Stone Cold, The Rock, no, no, no. Macho I'm, Man. What I'm saying is, you can give a give, give a Becky or a Shayna the reign to do whatever you want. Don't give it to like Alana, you know. What if we don't know that there's untapped promo potential? I mean, there is untapped promo potential. We've seen it when she was uh, Rusev's valet. So that's what I'm like. Take the take the the training wheels off of these wrestlers. We're not NXT. We're talking about main roster. It's like, how do you forget what worked? You should be able to cut a promo, yeah. You make them go to promo class all the way until they get called up, and then you don't let them do it? Here's a script. Read. If you, like, the intro promo class, if I'm not mistaken, is all off the cuff. Mm Mm-hmm. So you start off the cuff, and then you graduate to scripts? What? Do, Do you go to a Broadway play, and the actors are reading off a script? No, it's all stuff that internalized. Yeah. Granted, we're still talking about reading off of a script, from a script, rather. But the point is, you, you don't go backwards. 
I don't know. It's it's just bad. The writing is really bad. The storylines aren't bad. The writing is bad. The promos are bad. Wrestling product-wise, it's gotten a little better. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But The wrestling has gotten better. The storylines have gotten better. But the, the promos, the writing has been horrendous. I'm happy I don't really watch Raw anymore. Can't. It's so it's rough, man. I mean, I when I watched Raw, it was Baszler coming out and biting Becky's neck, and I was like, "What the heck is this? Why are they doing this? Like they they didn't they didn't need this." Mm-mm. Instead of Baszler looking tough, she looks nuts, and not like a good kind of nuts. Like she looked like Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Not a good look. Ozzy's oh, a legend, though. Yeah, he's also like 100 years old and has done more drugs than drugs have ever done. That's also true. I mean, the guy got into a snorting contest featuring ants and urine. Did you see the Motley crew? I did, I watched it. wasn't bad, was it? Well, it was alright. It was alright, yeah. Okay, moving on. Very inaccurate. Yeah, they got details flip-flopped and, and uh, never mind. We can talk about that post. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Before we get off of Raw, I want to talk about the last thing, which is technically the first thing that happened on Raw, which is Randy Orton attacking Matt Hardy. Yeah. And you, having, <laughs> like, you felt the need to actually message me like, I did, because hey, I was astonished by this. Matt Hardy is selling like a SOB. I think he may legit be dead. Because, <laughs> like, look, we've seen, we've seen segments where guys get beat up all the time. Mm-hmm. And they look hurt. They never look dead. Yeah. Sometimes they do the flip-flop. Sometimes they're groaning or they're rolling around. Maybe they're holding something. They're laying in a certain position. Matt was motionless, arms to his side, face down. He was planking on the steps. <laughs> Bro, he, in the ring, on the steps, and he looked dead. I was like, yo, this dude is selling like a champ. Yeah. I've never seen a wrestler sell death. <laughs> it was amazing. Well, he's not dead. Because he, yes. he put a post on Instagram, him watching AEW's Dynamite, mm-hmm. with the caption, yes, hashtag free the delete. <sighs> now, his contract's coming up, uh, it's coming to an end, <clears throat> April, end of April, something like that. Mm-hmm. Can, can, can we see Matt Hardy in the AEW's? So, question. Can he be the exalted one? That there, there are rumors that he is. They're saying that it could be uh, Luke Harper. I think I've heard that also. I think th- that Matt, one has the less weight. I think Matt being the exalted one is better. I agree. Because I think he can do more with it. Agreed. But I mean, how far can you go with this whole exalted one? Especially when you reveal the person who it is, you know. Well, it depends on how well they book it. Well, right now they're they're in a thing with SCU, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. They can book this as a pseudo Ministry of Darkness, with Matt serving as the Undertaker. But the Undertaker wasn't the real leader of the Ministry. No, of no, Darkness. that's why I said pseudo. Mm. Because until there was a higher power, Undertaker was the leader of the Ministry of Darkness. Yeah. 
And then it and, uh, became um, the corporate ministry. Yeah, and serving higher power. And it was me all along, Austin. Stupid. Attitude Era was not perfect. No, I mean, we, it was we always talk about how great it was. I mean, like, it was a lot, not a perfect. Lot of stinkers in the it, attitude. We had a uh, Kynes High and Val Venus with the choppy 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 pee pee. Oh my god! Poor Taka Mishinoku, man. I never liked Taka. Yeah, but he had so much promise coming from Japan. Like he was such a celebrated wrestler in Japan. He was the first light heavyweight champion. He comes over, they put the belt on him right away, and then. <laughs> Nobody cared about it. Put him on. Put him with, with Funaki and Kaintai, and that was it. They became a. They became a, a, a joke. Game. Yeah. Ugh. Indeed. Although I'm not gonna front, I liked Kaintai. I didn't. But I liked them because they were funny, not because I took them seriously. Yeah. So, Mister Thrill. Senor. We like to progress through the week. Yes, we do. After Monday Night Raw, mm-hmm. we get to uh, they call it Hump Day, Wednesday. <laughs> yes. Two shows on Wednesdays. Yes, sir. We have AEW Dynamite. Yes. We have NXT's NXT. Yes. Something called the Wednesday Night Wars. <laughs> People are talking about AEW. Best Dynamite they've had since they started their show. Mm-hmm. I'd like to talk about NXT first. And okay. What issues you found wrong with it? Mm. So, I had one major overarching gripe with NXT, which carries over from TakeOver. That took place this weekend. Mm-hmm. While the wrestling was really good on TakeOver, I found a lot of the booking to be main roster-esque. And left me wanting more. This episode of NXT was more of the same. Where... There were very few matches. The matches were good. I mean, Leo Rush and Jordan Devlin's always going to be a good match. But you knew Jordan Devlin was going to win. And then we turned Leo Rush heel again. I'm like, that's okay. Cool. That's not a main roster thing. Then, like, what really, really got to me in terms of, like, this is the most main roster thing on the planet is there's a match between Bianca Belair... I mean, I'm sorry, between Caden Carter and Chelsea Green. A rematch from last week, because reasons. And in the middle of the match, Bianca Belair runs into the ring with the microphone and goes, yo, 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 this is great, and I'm going to let you finish, but I got something to say. Way to put down the two women involved in this match. Way to essentially bury the two women in this match. Chelsea Green, who is new to NXT TV. Yeah. This is her third match on NXT TV? Yeah, and she's having a hard time connecting with the fans in terms of, like, her heel role. Right, with that manager of hers. And uh, what what the hell is her other... The, the other Caden Carter. Caden Carter. I don't who really... changed her name because reasons. I don't really know too much about her either. Mm-hmm. So, instead of trying to get the fans invested into this match... And at least take these two women seriously. You have Bianca Belair come out and cut a... First of all, pulling a Kanye in 2020 in the middle of a wrestling match? What is that? It's so corny. I was like, this is lame. This is flat out lame. And it was just to call out Charlotte. Oh, you said something about coming to my house? Well, 
I'm gonna kick your ass or something. And I was like, what? This this is what we're doing? Excuse me, ma'am. You lost at TakeOver. This ain't your house. You're not even the the, the, the NXT Women's Champion. Well, I was like, what? Oh, excuse me. The NXT Champion. Oh, no. They went back to Women's. Oh. At TakeOver, they announced it as the Women's Championship again. Oh, good. Good. Because I didn't want Charlotte cha- challenging Adam Colby Bay. <laughs> well, apparently, so I think this promo, which again, more, it, my issue more is the placement and the execution of the promo, not the promo itself. Mm-hmm. But they're setting up a potential triple threat for WrestleMania. I don't like that. I Which rather... makes a lot more sense now because now Rhea can pin Bianca. And you don't have to worry about Charlotte eating a pin. Charlotte getting pinned by two NXT superstars. And you don't have to worry about the idea of sending Charlotte to NXT as the NXT champion. It's the safest WWE to do it. I don't like Make it a triple though. threat. Let Rhea pin Bianca again. Because Rhea pinning Charlotte would give, like, that's giving Rhea the ultimate rub oh, right there. Oh, for sure. But you can't do that. Not to Charlotte. Yeah, because uh, <coughs> Ronda ate the pin last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Charlotte hasn't lost at WrestleMania. Mm-mm. And she's, it's not going to be to an NXT superstar. Well, she hasn't been pinned at WrestleMania. She has lost. She lost last year. <sighs> but anyway, my, my point is, like, if I told you that happened on NXT a year ago, would you believe me? No. That someone pulled a Kanye in the middle of a match? No. Especially the women's division because it was hot at the time. And it's not like the women's division is, is anemic. It's it's really strong right now. No, but what I'm saying is hot. Yeah. There's there's only a... It's, 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 right now it's at a, a, a... Not a boil. It's just lukewarm because the whole but, and, Charlotte and coming down to NX, NXT thing. They are single-handedly shooting themselves in the foot with the women's division. Mm-hmm. And so to backtrack a little bit, going back to TakeOver... Takeover, you had the, the, the street fight between Dakota Kai and and uh, Tegan Knox. I keep wanting to call her by Nixon Newell, which is her, her indie name. Um, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai have the street fight, which you would think is the blow-off at Takeover. And instead, Reina Gonzalez, who now her name is Raquel Gonzalez, interferes in the match. And so now this feud has progressed. I'm like, what what main roster nonsense is this? So now we're going to get them in a cage match, I think, next week. You have so many strong pieces in your women's division right now. You have Rhea Ripley, who's on fire. You have Bianca Belair, who's, who's getting better and better every week. You have Candice, who's, a, like, you know, one of, the, one of your better in-ring workers. But she's doing nothing right now. Doing nothing. Io Shirai, doing, doing nothing. nothing. Right now. You have Dakota and, and, um, and again. Tegan Knox. Thank you. I keep wanting to call her Nixon Newell. And Tegan Knox, who are in this feud, which should have heat, but the fans are over it, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Y- and Mia Yim is doing nothing. Not that I'm crazy about Mia Yim, but she's a talent doing nothing. Uh, Duke and Shafir doing nothing. Because Baszler's in limbo. It's, I don't understand. You have talent, and what are you doing? Instead, you got Tanara Conti, who's embarrassing you on social media... Because she walked out on the company. I mean, you have you have the idea of implementing Charlotte into NXT, giving that that shot in the arm to, to boost it, and it's doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. What it's doing is it's actually killing your division because now 
instead of elevating NXT, he's bringing it down with Raw and SmackDown. And this was the issue that we were, like we we Worried discussed about. before that if Vince gets his hands into NXT, mm-hmm. it's going to be an infection. Excuse me, and he's going to corrupt NXT, and it's going to be just slightly better than Raw or SmackDown. I can't imagine Triple H and Shawn Michaels agreed on any of this. I can't imagine Triple H going, yeah, okay, Bianca, go grab the mic and, and pull a Kanye. A dated reference from, like, what, eight years ago? And I just, it's so frustrating because NXT was such a good product. And I felt that TakeOver was disappointing. Don't get me wrong. The matches between uh, Dijakovic and Keith Lee, amazing. The match between Gargano and and Balor, fantastic. In terms of the in-ring work, UE versus Broserweights, good match. Hated the, 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 the finish and, and who won, but whatever. The match quality is good. But the booking and storyline and then bleeding over to NXT, it's just, I don't understand what's happening. I mean... We again. We were discussing this off the air. It's the the finish to the Garga not Gargano, uh, the Ciampa and and Cole match, where Gargano comes down to the ring. He's gonna hand Ciampa the belt and kind of pulls it back. Hits Gargano. Hits, I mean, hits Ciampa. Uh, hits Ciampa with it, and it's just like, all right, we're getting Gargano Ciampa again. Like, we we missed the boat. He got hurt. It's unfortunate. Move past. That's it. it. That's it. What they're trying to do is they're trying to recreate a fire, but th- right now there's no stakes there. They're just two best friends, former best friends, best friends, former best friends, fighting each other for nothing. The first go around, it was perfect. It was organic. It was the their storyline from the Cruiserweight Classic to then was a seamless story. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate that there were injuries. And they had to scrap it and move to another another plan, which worked out fine anyway. Mm-hmm. Gargano and Cole worked out like gangbusters. And Cole being the champion since has been a great run. Mm-hmm. So, I understand you always had this plan for WrestleMania weekend for it to be Ciampa and Gargano, but it's over. It is over. It's done. It's passed. We missed the boat. Gargano was the champion. He dropped it. Ciampa was the champion. He dropped it. Let's move on. We're going to have a month to build to get back to where we were a year ago? Not going to happen. You can't rekindle a year's fire in a week. I guess that what they're going to do is just gonna, they're going to let the the match do the talking. Because they're going to put on a good match. For sure. And the idea is I think they're going to do a... Um, the rumor is it's going to be a loser of NXT, NXT match. match. Yeah. Which is a bad... It's bad news either way. I don't want Gargano or Ciampa going to Raw or SmackDown. Because they will... Both of them. Either one of them. Will get lost in the shuffle. They're still trying to figure out Aleister Black! Aleister Black! Aleister Black is walking money! And they can't figure him out? And you want to bring up Gargano and Ciampa? Yeah, yeah. Ah. When they were up for like one week, one week, two weeks, they had tag matches and like... uh, what? See, the thing is, that they brought them up when they were in the middle of that feud, and they had them as DIY, and that's when Ciampa got hurt and had to give up the belt. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. A NXT right now is going the way of 
uh, a Raw or a SmackDown. That's what I'm saying. And it sucks because they were head and shoulders better mm-hmm. than both shows, mm-hmm. and now they're 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 making mistakes like those shows, and it's kind of like. <sighs> Normally, I'm like NXT was good, or NXT was okay, or NXT was great. This is the first time I can ever remember thinking, man, NXT was not good. I did not enjoy it. And it doesn't help that on the flip side, when you turn the channel over, AEW's putting on their best show ever. They put on what people said their best show ever. The issue with this is their numbers are down by at least 50,000 at 893,000 compared to NXT's 794. They'll be back on the rise by next week. Yeah, they will, but... I mean, you can't... You're not. No one's a fortune teller. No one knew sure. that this was going to be a, a Dynamite's like best episode. Exactly. So they may get back into that 900 That's range what next I'm week with the whole, oh, wow, that was a good show. Let's see right. what they got next week. I mean, you had... Excuse me. Um, you had the Young Bucks winning the Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. And by the way... Kudos to AEW's battle tag team battle royal, where if one guy got eliminated, the, the entire team is not eliminated. Right. Thank you, because it just it it, it makes it more interesting. Mm-hmm. At the end of the battle royal, who do we have left? We have Santana and Ortiz, Nick Jackson with Sammy Guevara on the outside, and the numbers are stacked against him. Mm-hmm. Santana and Ortiz are going to win this. It makes sense. Uh, uh, Hangman and, and Kenny are the tag team champions. You can do that whole thing. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> Thrill and I have been saying this for weeks. The Bucks versus Hangman and, and, and Kenny. Yup. And what happens? Nick Jackson super kicks Sammy Guevara's head 5,000 oh feet. Oh my God. It was amazing. Did you see the... The, the, the Mortal Kombat. Yes, the yeah, Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah. my God. It was great. And... He eliminates Santana and Ortiz to win the Battle Royal. So next week, Saturday, we get the Bucks versus Hangman and Kenny. Yeah, Hangman and mm-hmm. Kenny. Mm-hmm. We've been saying this storyline for months. Let's just see if they execute it the way we've been predicting hey, so it. So far, so good. So far, so good. You have... In my opinion, a nothing match between Shanna or Shana, Shana. and Chris Statlander. Mm-hmm. By the way, I know that like this is it's her gimmick and whatnot. The alien thing. It's so boring. Yeah, I'm not into it. But I was who was I was listening to to Wrestling Observer Radio earlier today, and they did make a good point where the good thing about AEW where they're succeeding with their superstars is that they're letting them be whoever they were on the indie circuit mm-hmm. and just. Inserting them on camera. Mm-hmm. If this is what Statlander was doing on the indie scene, and it was working for her, I mean, it, let her do it on TV. It, it's you know? working for her because uh, when she was doing the the nose boops, the, boops, the refs, the boops. it, it got yeah. a pop. She was doing, the, yeah. Her and Shauna were booping each other back. I was just like, okay. And then when she had the the segment on the stage with the new women's champion. women's world champion Nala Rose, she booped the bell and the fans the popped. Yeah, so like her, her, her shtick is working, I guess. Uh, for me, who was bad on on commentary this week was everyone. Really? I, I, yeah, for me, um, Britt Baker during the women's match was 
I, I don't. I was annoyed with her. Okay. I feel like there's the deterioration of Jr. on commentary. I think he's getting worse and worse every week. I thought this was a better week for him. I don't. I, I thought it was a, I think he's finally starting to understand. Okay, this is a new like breed of wrestling. Let me find my place. Yeah, but when you have something like Excalibur going, oh, uh, Statlander pie faced uh, Shauna, and and, and he Jared's goes, like, what about cake? cake. Turn his mic off. <laughs> Turn his mic so, off. Some would say he's having fun. I, I also, I'm kind of confused with this whole. Shivani's there. He's not there. They implement Taz in. They take yeah. him out. They do the hokey pokey. They turn himself around. And that's <laughs> what it's all about. Keep it Taz, Excalibur, Jr. Mm-hmm. And then kind of slowly phase out Jr. And you can reintroduce Shivani back into there. So, this is also brought up on Wrestling Observer Radio. I'm sorry. I'm stealing all their stuff right now. Um, this idea was brought up, and I... No, no, I'm sorry. Not Wrestling Observer Radio. Um, going in Raw. Oh. Going in Raw. And I think this is a perfect idea. Let Shivani transition into an interviewer. Similar like a mean gene. When was the last time a wrestling show had an interviewer with personality? That we can say, oh, that's that guy. How many times do we have to go, who was the, I don't know, Kayla something? Or was it Kelly whomever? Was it, like, we, we never know who they are, right? We haven't had a mean gene in decades. Put Taz on the table with Excalibur and JR. You have Excalibur, who knows these guys in and out, and he knows all the moves. Taz is your former wrestler who knows the ins and outs, and he's been doing this for a long time. He's good on the mic. JR is JR. Let Shivani be the interview guy. Look at every time he's, he's done an interview recently. He gets to show a little bit of his personality. He's making faces. He's mouthing stuff off the mic. He's there to add flavor, but not take away from the segment. Let Shivani do that. Let Shivani be your backstage or on the stage interview guy. Put Taz on the table. I think you have the best setup for your weekly programming. I agree with that. Right? The last, like, real big interviewing, like, guy we had for WWE could have been, like, Kevin Kelly or Michael Cole or, or John the Coachman. Yeah. So, yeah. But even then, they were just played for laughs because they got bullied by the other wrestlers. Yeah, but, but we knew who they were. Fair. If fair. you're talking about, like, doing this, like, Shivani is, the, like, yeah, you're right. He... His selling, especially with the whole Britt Baker thing, I was like, it was, it was, it was good. And then he interviews Cody, and st- yeah, you know what? I agree with you. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, it's it's pretty good. Right, pretty, right, pretty good. Right. Where were we? The Bucks winning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, commentary sucks for me. Okay. <laughs> so I think a, a a nice highlight is. Just how we see how like one match or how booking a, a superstar can really change the trajectory of somebody. Mm-hmm. Case in point, Darby freaking Allen. Before coming to AEW, Darby Allen was nothing more than a daredevil indie guy. Spot monkey. Spot monkey worked for Evolved, worked ICW, worked you know these companies. Get into these crazy matches, end up with injuries because he didn't care. I don't care about my body. I'm here to put on a good show. Mm-hmm. 
He has one match with Cody. And this dude is over like Rover. And they go to a draw. To a draw. And Because that's, imp- that's important. 100%. <laughs> the guy's out with injury, comes back, and the crowd pop for him was through the flipping roof. As soon as they see him and they hear his music and they see his skateboard, the place loses their mind. Mm. Darby Allen is a star in AEW. Yeah. He's not a superstar yet. No, no. But he's, he's a, a star. star. Yeah. And this solidifies it. They could have gotten anybody for this segment. Let me backtrack. We got Moxley versus Jeff Cobb and Jeff Cobb's debut match. And after the match, Moxley wins with the inside cradle. Um, the inner circle starts jumping Moxley. Dustin Rhodes comes out because he's got beef with uh, Jake Hagar. Lights go out. Enter Darby Allen. He helps Dustin and Moxie clear house. They could have gotten anyone to do this. Or nobody to do this. They could have gotten a bigger name. They said, let's bring back Darby Allen to do this. Because he has unfinished business with Inner Circle. Sammy Guevara is the one who injured him. Let him come back and go after Sammy because it makes freaking sense. He never tapped against Jericho. The ref had to stop the match. So you got Dustin, who's going to go after Jake. Moxie will go after Jericho and whoever else. Darby can go after uh, Sammy. Sammy. And you just skateboard to, cl- skateboard to clear house. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So simple. So simple. Perfect execution. I mean, AEW does not have a problem, for the most part, executing yeah. their storylines. Yeah, I mean, all I say all for except the women's division, their storylines have been A plus, or if not at least an A or an A minus at worst. And what I love is that even though they've been faltering with the women's division, they've acknowledged it. Yeah, you know when they do these media calls or whatever, Cody is the first one to say, "We're working on it, we're doing our best, hang with us, we're working on our women's division." He, they listen to their fans. Well, your brother and I were actually talking this week, and it's like, it's hard to build an, uh, a women's division right now because there's no big free agent women to, to scoop up. There's, they're not, excuse me, they're not really loaded in terms of women wrestling. Right. Well, Britt was their big signing. Britt was their Britt big was signing. Britt was supposed to be their, their temple. But they turned her heel. Yeah. Where's B Priestley? Probably working, you know, indie dates or working in Japan. Remember, that's her primary. Her and Will Ospreay moved out there. What's the, the librarian's name? Leva Bates. We don't have a Leva Bates match. No. And it's interesting because when they started the promotion, it was Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, uh, Smiley Kylie Ray, and then like Leva Bates on the side. Yeah. Kylie left. Leva was doing the librarian thing with Peter Avalon, which didn't really go anywhere. Still not going anywhere. And then before you knew it, I don't I don't think they expected Riho to get over the way she did to start. How do you she's a a, a, a pocket sized, like cute wrestler. Like of course everybody's gonna gonna like 
fall in love with her. I, just, I, I think that's what screwed up their plans. I think their plan was for it to be Brit versus uh, Nyla Rose. Mm. And Rio was just so over that they were like, we, we had no choice. Hmm. And so that left Brit in the dust doing nothing. They, and they, now they're trying to figure it out. And they've brought in a bunch of women, which I appreciate. They brought in, you know, Shanna. They brought in uh, Big Swole. They brought in Chris Statlander. Two other women made their debuts this week. I forget their names. Um, but they're, they're, like he said, they're, they're working on it. You got to see how. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe they do need some big name free agent signee just to, just to inject some life to the division. I know you're not going to like it. But what about Taya Valkyrie? Because oh, Jordan Grace, she's she's going to be a um, impact. Yeah, Jordan Grace signed uh, like a new deal recently. Yeah, uh, the only other person after that is uh, what the heck is her name? She's the Impact Champion. Tessa. Tessa Blanchard. Tessa's contract is up, I think, this year? This year. They get Tessa. That woman's division, it it, it gets bolstered a lot. For sure. Especially because you know it's only a matter of time before they do Tessa versus Britt. The thing with that is, people know who Tessa is, right? Yeah. You go from being a knockouts champion to being the impact champion to going to AEW to become a women's champion, like... She can make it mean something. That's the storyline there. I'd like to see how it, how they execute it, though. Yeah, because everybody else... Especially because her dad is also, you know... Tully. Tully. He's in AEW. Yeah. But, uh... I mean, who else is out there? Tadeel just signed her deal with Impact not too long ago. And she had an opportunity to sign with AEW. Yeah. She didn't. Because the, uh, Impact gave her, like, a super non-exclusive deal. Yeah. And that's what she wanted to do. Um... Sasha has another what year on her on her contract? I don't know actually. I don't remember. But Sasha's locked up for a little while. I thought she resigned like last year, and then um, was it? Yeah, and I, she definitely signed for at least a three year contract. Yeah, they're so all of their contracts three year deals. So she's not out until at least twenty twenty. Or twenty twenty two. Ugh, that's rough. Kylie Ray left. She left, and she's been working indie scene. The indie scene. So who else? They got Allie, and she's doing nothing. She's just, Not that I'm a fan of Allie, but at least she has some name behind her. Yeah, right now she's just doing the whole Butcher and the Blade thing. Yeah. They had a sh- I don't know who dropped the ball on... on um, oh, I, can't, like, I can't think of her name right now. She just signed with NXT. Scarlett Bordeaux. No, no. God, no. Speaking of which, we didn't even mention that Killer Cross is signed uh, to WWE now. Which we didn't is... mention it last week. No, we didn't. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I was sitting. Mercedes the... Martinez. Oh, because I was sitting on the turlet mm-hmm. listening to the podcast, and I was like, "Oh, we well, didn't mention that Killer Cross signed. He followed his gal." Yeah, we also didn't mention that Jordan Grace won the title. Yeah. Yeah. But um. Yeah, they had. The... I don't know who had... they didn't end up with Mercedes Martinez. I don't know how they don't sign her. She worked the, the, the Battle Royal for them, mm-hmm. and then she's in NXT. How do, you, how do you miss that? 
I don't know. I don't know. You don't know what But back to the rest of the show, the whole show is like, you know, this is what, they're so good at moving everything forward mm-hmm. at AEW. Progressing the storyline, but not so much that they're in a holding pattern for the next four weeks, yeah. like WWE does. They shoot their load, and then three weeks later, they're like, still gotta wait for WrestleMania. Like, you know what I mean? Like They give you a match like the Lucha Brothers versus Hangman and, and Kenny. A match that is pay-per-view material mm-hmm. for free. Mm-hmm. Matches like Wardlow versus Cody. In, in a, a cage, steel, the first ever AEW. In a steel cage match. The first ever AEW steel cage match. Mm-hmm. In a barn burner of a match. And and what's great about that match is it was a short match. Mm-hmm. It was only about 10 minutes long. Yeah. But I mean, they, they got in what they needed to get they in. Did was, they did was... they told a story they needed to tell. And they got out of there. They did very, very good storytelling in such a short amount of time. And it, it felt longer, even though it wasn't. I mean, just MJF alone, mm-hmm. his work during that match... He's te- so first of all, I want to go to the fact that the rules of AEW's cage match versus the rules of WWE's cage match. Mm-hmm. WWE, you can win by pinfall, submission, or exiting the cage. Yes. Which is new, because it used to just be exit the cage. Yes. AEW, Cody said, there is no exiting the cage. The cage is there to keep us in, not out. Mm-hmm. So they can only win... By pinfall or submission. I was like, well, that makes freaking sense. Because you're using, you're now adding relevance to the cage. Now the cage is meant for... There's no escaping. It's it's it's, it's for a big match. Mm-hmm. With two guys who want a piece of each other. Not just whatever. And then on top of that, that can now bring the element that we saw. Where the cage door was open... Cody was kind of crawling in that general area. Arn goes to the cage, and he's not trying to pull Cody out because it doesn't do anything. He's trying to talk and coach Cody. Mm-hmm. And MJF comes over, and he's like, hit him with the cage. Hit him like you did to his dad. Hit him like you did to Dusty. And he cocks back, and he hits MJF instead. Things like that, which aren't possible if you don't have that rule change. Mm-hmm. Because if the rule is you can escape through the cage then the story in that moment would be Cody trying to get out of the cage. Also, you don't you don't um, dilute the match with uh, half-assed attempts of getting out of the cage. Right, right, right. It was great. I thought it was I thought it was like perfectly done. MJF pretends like he's gonna hit Brandy. Well, he threatens like he's gonna hit Brandy, and then Arn sends him. Mm. You know, MJ's MJF's work in this match was perfect. Wardlow did his job. Being a beast, and Cody jumped off the cage and did a moonsault like a like a lunatic. He almost everybody. He wins. almost over rotated, to the point where he injured his foot. Mm-hmm. He has a broken toe. Um, I think fractured is what I read. Which kind of sucks because we're so close to Revolution. Yeah. Let's see. But. Uh, if we I mean, know, a fractured toe, he can still work. Yeah, but he'll... You just have to wrap it up really well in his, in his boot. Small fracture in my big toe. Okay. 
I think he'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, he the stays guy, off it. As long as he stays off it from here until Revolution, he should be good to go. I mean, the guy freaking face planted onto a steel ramp. <laughs> yeah. Nasty gash on his forehead, and he <coughs> kept going like a champ. Yeah. Yeah. It was such a, such a such a good show, such a good show. Uh, do we want to talk about the uh, the little video announcement that they put out this week about what's hitting shelves later in twenty twenty? Oh yes, for all you collectors or children alike listening, or be, or parents of children who play with wrestling toys still, or that AEW will be launching a new toy collection. A new line of toys. Brought to you by <coughs> Unrivaled. Uh, coming this summer. Yep. Now, they don't have a wide variety of toys right now. I mean, or at all. But the few wrestlers that are scheduled to have their own toy right now is, of course, Le Champion, Chris Jericho. With his belt. With the AEW Championship. Mm-hmm. Cody. With the sledgehammer, sledgehammer, Kenny Omega, and Nick and Matt Jackson, the Young Bucks, and you told me also that Brandy is getting her own. Yeah, if I remember correctly, in the video announcement, they showed Brandy holding on to her own figure. If I'm not mistaken, uh, so yeah, I mean that's that's super cool. I mean that's something that they talked about. I think pretty much as soon as they decided to create AEW, they're like, look. We're going the whole yard. We, we want action figures. We want video games. We want everything. I mean, the AEW fans off the rip were like, hey, uh, let's get let's get some action figures out, please. Can we yep. get some? Can we get something? Video games. Hello. Let's go. <laughs> like, now. If I was a collector, I would totally get at least Jericho, if nothing else. But I also don't want to just sit there collecting dust. My first thought was, ooh, I have Nephew. But I think he might be out of his wrestling toys phase. Mm. He's got a whole chest of them. But I think he might be just out of there, which is unfortunate. Because I want to buy them for him, for myself, for him. <laughs> so, I don't know. I got I to gotta find someone to, to buy these toys for. You can always just buy the Jericho and hang it right in your display case over here. With my Metallica Pops and my Hank Pop. Exactly. In my U.S. Championship. Exactly. Why not? Yeah, you're right. I could. This is true. I got my AJ Styles uh, figurines. Also true. So, I really don't want to transition to this, but it is the end of the week. Mm -hmm. Smackdown happens on Friday. (sighs) And you and I discussed that Nothing really happened. You had an eight-man tag match that was meh, which had some copyright infringement with the Usos. Usos. And I like the Usos. I am a fan of the Usos. I am all about the Usos. When they come out, I'm sitting there going, down since, day one, it's been down since. Oh, okay. Yeah, that has like nothing like it though. That's rough. <laughs> oh, they gave him his too. Yeah, oh, that's that's cute. Yeah, they gave all of them their own like in their hands. 
And when they got Jericho in his hotel room to give it to him. <laughs> you stupid idiot. That's cool. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. So the Usos uh, throwing their own <sighs> super kick party. And everyone invited. I yeah. was not pleased. This is a very famous phrase from the Young Bucks. The the Bucks of Youth from their time in Ring of Honor where they would have a super kick party and proceed to super kick everybody super kick everybody I'm sorry Ring of Honor and PWG can't forget PWG which birthed I would say will the thrills need to scream (laughs) super Super kick Every time they do it. Have you ever watched a super kick party? I don't. They're I didn't so care. ridiculous. Didn't care for it. I love. I, it's so absurd. It's just them super kicking anyone, and everyone that moves for about ten minutes straight. It's insane. There was one in the Ring of Honor where they had a counter. I think they had like twenty-seven super kicks. <laughs> everyone was. Uh, I'm sorry. I, it tickles me so much. I'm I'm right now I'm get off my long guy. I, I, I'm, I'm the old man. I'm like, I'm like ah, meh. I don't care. You know what I think it was? I I mean this was I discovered this as I was discovering indie wrestling or wrestling outside of WWE as a whole, mm-hmm. and I had never in my life seen anything like PWG or anything like that where they do these crazy antics or these silly things or these you know spot fests. Next thing I know, all of a sudden I'm watching a super kick party where the ca- the crowd is can- is, is counting each super kick. One. Next one, boom. Two. They're counting every super kick. Are you serious? Doesn't matter what they're doing, from the ropes, top the rope, referees, ring bell guy, everyone's getting super kicks or dishing them out. And I was just like, this is the most absurd thing on the planet, and I love it. Not I, Mr. McFly. Sorry. Not I, Mr. McFly. But, I mean, you have your your eight-man tag for no reason. Right. You have a what could have gone somewhere backstage segment between Drew Gulak, Daniel Bryan, and Heath Slater. You have the blow-off from the Mandy... Uh, Otis Valentine's Day date thing which we found out that Mandy texted Otis that she was going to be late and you deduced that it wasn't Mandy well Sonya Deville Sonya Deville because Dolph is more of the Mandy type I mean to me the writing was on the mall from like as soon as so she remembers Sonya Deville kept asking what's the deal with Otis oh now I see why you're so nice at him you're using him Oh, but like she's always questioning Mandy and Otis. Makes all the sense in the world that he got a fake text message. What happened to you from Sonya Deville? So now I've completely lost interest in this whole thing. Yeah, no, I, I I hate that they're dragging this, especially because it's morphed from Otis and Mandy to now Otis and Dolph, Mandy and Sonya, Mandy, Dolph, Otis, Is Sonya. It's too many ingredients in this pot. Where we had two segments that did nothing. We had that segment where the text message was revealed, and the the last segment at the end of the night, which makes no sense, mind you, where Mandy Rose is standing by a door with her stuff, 
And Dolph was like, hey, what are you doing? She's like, I'm waiting for my ride. He's like, oh, I have my car. Come with me. Would she not be traveling with Sonya Deville? She should be. I mean, they're best friends. Doesn't right? that make the most sense? They're best friends, right? Why is she waiting for a ride and Dolph has his car? Why would Dolph have his car? And Otis is just hiding behind, like, the crates. So when they leave, he comes out all heartbroken. Are you just watching her from behind the whole time? Because now I can't root for you if you're going to be a weird creep. The whole segment was just like, oh, I'm done with this now. Yeah, it, it, it kind of lost me. Especially after last week's Valentine's Day thing. I was like, nah, I don't care anymore. Because what I think they're going to do is I think they're going to lead eventually to a Sonya versus Mandy match. And that's going to turn into a feud with Otis and Mandy versus Sonya and Dolph. Whack. That's where I think this is going. If I know WWE and their stupidity. Or they'll have a six-man tag, or six-intergender tag, where you have Mandy and Heavy Machinery and Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. and. I can see that. Yeah, I guess. I'm a little skeptical only because Tucker... Tucker. He said that he's like... He, he 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 got in Mandy's face and pretty much you know. Yeah, but when he finds out that Mandy isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm a little wishy washy on that, but yeah, I can see that. A three on three. Okay. Because Sonya and Mandy have said that they've been trying to work an angle together, and pitch a story to to creative, and they just don't let them do it. So I can see this is where they finally said, "Okay, fine, we'll do this." Mm. Whatever. Dumb. We also had Naomi beating Carmella, because duh, in a number one contender match to be to face Bailey at Super Showdown next week. Mm-hmm. Or is it Crown Jewel? Super Showdown. Okay, who cares? Uh, again, who cares? Meh. Not I. Not I. Daniel Bryan beats Heath Slater two weeks in a row. Okay, who cares? It would have been better if they actually had Drew Gulak more involved in the match. I agree. Like, he does uh, the PowerPoint. Like, hey, this is what you need to do to beat Daniel Bryan. And Heath Slater gets close, but still loses. Even if he didn't do the PowerPoint, how amazing would it have been? Since he was there for commentary, right? Mm -hmm. How great would it have been if he goes ringside and starts showing him slides? That he printed out from the PowerPoint. Look, remember he... Remember, remember he's showing him like pictures of... Yeah. How yeah, amazing that, would that, that have been? That would have been good. Right? That would have been good. It would have been more than just him at ringside. Just talking. Getting called Heat Slater by Michael Cole. But him and Corey play that. He's like, are you asleep over there? Like, okay, perfect. They fixed that. But for me, they couldn't fix the entire segment. The whole match, it was just... I don't, so it was just I another care. squash match from last week. It just happened that last a minute or two longer than last week's. And then you close the show with Goldberg, Goldberg. spearing Goldberg. The Fiend. The Fiend getting up and then looking at each other. The lights go back out. He's he gone. And he's gone. He gone. And then SmackDown's gone. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. Because I don't care. Yeah. Yep. I I don't care. Me and I care, buddy. <sighs> well, 
Look, here's what we can say. In the world of professional wrestling, there are good seats. There are definitely bad seats. But at the end of the day, they all help to contribute to this beautiful tree, this glorious garden, and amazing forest that is professional wrestling. So Shades, you're good seed. Talk to me. Let, let, let's, let's elevate some positivity. I want to give it to AEW as a whole. Mm-hmm. But I know that you want to kind of like maybe do that. Don't act like you know me. You don't know me. Shut your face hole. So what I'm going to do is give it to AEW launching their toy line. Okay. Brings more revenue in. Yeah, for sure. More kids can be interested. Because right now it's more the... um, The teens and the adults. Teen and adult demographics. And, you know, sometimes you got to clean it up a little bit. You don't got to go completely PG, but... Yeah, yeah. Hey, there were some kids in the crowd this week. Yes, there were. There were more kids in the crowd this week. So having a toy line can definitely help, especially with a guy like uh, Chris Jericho. Mm Mm-hmm. Who he's easily easily marketable. So um, their parents probably seen Chris Jericho. They know who he is. I'm sure there's a fanboy out there who has like every Jericho figure from his exactly. first ever. Exactly. Or you're a fan of Fozzie. Who knows? Fozzie got a belt. He's shirtless. I'll take it. Boom. <laughs> so my good seat goes to AEW launching launching their, their the unrivaled. Okay. Cool. Cool. Mr. Thrill. I was going to say Dynamite, but you can't disregard the the toy line. Yeah. So I'm going to say, like you said, AEW as a whole. They had a banger of a week. Yep. They put out what's been called their best show of of their existence. They get this, uh, the, the toy line announced. They win in the demographics again and in the, in the ratings. We're a week away from Revolution, and they're firing on all cylinders. I, I can't not give it to AEW as a whole. The entire the entire company gets my good seed. Okay. Bad seeds. Would you like to? Shall I? So much to choose from. So, boy. You know what? You go first. Raw's writing. Okay. Raw's promo writing. They're, they're, they're writing. I was thinking about giving it... To NXT for having a stinker of a show. Yeah. But just the writing on Raw was so frustrating. And it's funny because the, like, SmackDown was kind of junk. But at least none of the promos made me cringe. None of the promos on SmackDown made me want to punch a wall. Or my own face. Raw made me want to, like, regurgitate everything that I've ever consumed in my body ever. Just what they what they're doing with McIntyre and Baszler is infuriating. So, 100% my bad seed goes to Raw's writing staff. Okay. I will take the similar approach. Okay. My bad seed goes to SmackDown. Okay. This SmackDown just shows me, without Roman Reigns, they don't really know what they want to do. Ugh. Good point. Roman wasn't on the show this week. No. And Carmella and Naomi had a, in my opinion, a bad match. Botches everywhere. It was 
okay. Uh, the Symphony for Destruction match had botches galore. The Symphony for Destruction match had botches, but it was also like a car crash entertaining. True, you know? true. So it kind of gets a pass, but I mean, SmackDown, there's no cohesiveness with SmackDown mm-hmm. right now. It's kind of mm-hmm. just like, here, let's throw a bunch of guys in one match. Mm-hmm. Let's have uh, the obligatory Braun and uh, Sami Zayn or Shinsuke segment, mm-hmm. the women's segment. And then yeah. you go off the air with either Roman Reigns or now in this case the, the Fiend Nolberg. Yeah, feels very by the numbers, paint by numbers. Yeah. So yeah. SmackDown for me is is my bad seat. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Hard to argue. Anyway, I think that wraps up this week's episode of Grapples to Apples. As always, you're listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples the number two. Apples, you don't want SoundCloud, you got Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you're listening. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Grapples to Apples. Again, that's Grapples the number two. Apples, like, comment, share, subscribe, do whatever you gotta do to put us in as many eyes and ears as humanly possible, because we need it. As always, I'm one of your hosts. Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because baby, that's who I is. It's just a fact of life. Joined by my side, always my hetero life mate. Man of the hour, man with the power, nose too runny to be sour. <laughs> Cream of the crop, rise to the top, your boy, Shades. Don't forget to tune in this week, next week, and every other week. It's an apple a day, it's bad wrestling. Mercy's coffee.